This podcast was brought to you by Amazon.com. Amazon.com sells good stuff to you if you want to buy the stuff. Thank you for joining us today on the anecdotal experience. We're glad you came. Do you want to kiss on the mouth? Okay, I'm going to go for it anyway. Okay, our first episode, Alec Caro feels froggy. It's good. Alec is a great guy. I met him in Cincinnati doing an open mic, and he told this story, and I thought, you know, let's do a podcast, have him tell the same story again, and then figure out the podcast from there. So we did, and it was it was great. Uh, I will say there is some sex in the story, uh, so if you got some kids in the car, throw those kids out of the car. If you got your mom in the car, throw that mom out of the car. I don't know. Uh, maybe she's a progressive mom. Maybe she won't care and you guys will feel comfortable listening to this. I don't know. But, uh, I warned you. So thanks again for downloading and let's, uh, let's hear the story, guys. pretty much can be titling on the fly. All right, cool. We can title it at the end. Okay. I'll do an intro, so. Will you? Yeah. This is, this is going to be legit. Uh, can you give us some backstory or maybe a theme of the story? All right, sure. Um, so, I mean, you were at, you were at the uh, open mic about a month ago where uh, John Hayes almost got into a fight with a bartender. Yes, right? and, I was. Uh, I was inspired by that one to tell uh, the story of how I broke my hand in a fistfight with my roommate. Yes. Uh, and in sort of the preamble to that uh, story, I mentioned sort of offhandedly that uh, I lived with a flamboyant gay guy who uh, kicked me out of the house after he bled on my sister. I yes. That. I do remember that detail. And uh, I mean, it's it's sort of it's a fun it's a fun sort of like throwaway line to just sort of be dismissive of. Yeah, we get, it, it was, I giggled. It was yeah. it's sort of like a catastrophic thing that happened, but uh, yeah, if you're gonna tell that story, yeah, uh, bring it on. All right. So, uh, what happened was uh, when I first moved uh, to New York City after college, uh, I lived in Brooklyn in Bushwick with uh, a guy named Charlie and. Uh, we're actually, I mean, I don't know if it's, uh, we're, we're good friends now. Like, obviously, there's been, there's, been some tr- there's been some drama between us, but we've since buried the hatchet, and he's a pretty close uh, friend again now. But uh, when I first moved in, he was uh, kind of my only, like, I didn't know anyone in Brooklyn, so right. he was my only friend there. Uh, and I would go to work. I was working a salary job uh, as a superintendent, construction management, and I had no time to sort of like explore the city and make friends. Uh, and every time I would go out to a bar, it would be with Charlie, and nine times out of ten would be uh, to a gay bar, which was a lot of fun. I developed like a real uh, affinity to going out to gay bars. Like you can just, if you walk into a straight bar, or just like I, I mean, it's not a straight bar; it's just a regular bar. Yeah, they don't exclude. This gay is a safe from space. Most, yeah, they don't yeah. exclude. <laughs> they exclude. Uh, they don't exclude gay people at the door for most right. establishments. But uh, I would go to gay bars, and it was a lot of fun because uh, the first thing you notice is like as uh, as a straight guy, a lot of times I feel anxiety walking into a regular bar because I feel like girls are already like, oh, God, I hope this guy doesn't hit mm-hmm. on me, you know? 
And I'd, even if that's not my goal for the evening, I feel like already people have like put up their defenses. And if I walk into a gay bar, it's like, yeah, just come here, be who you want to be. You know, yeah, like free flight. Okay. That's nice. Mm-hmm. I can dance like nobody's watching, and the people who are watching will applaud me. Yes, okay. I can have guys will buy me drinks, which is a, like such an amazing sensation uh, from like having to stand around girls and be like, oh, maybe if I buy oh, yeah. a drink again, you know, and to have it like turn the other way around where guys are buying you drinks is awesome. And on top of that, the girls that do show up to gay bars are usually they're like out to have fun and then they're like, oh, nobody's hitting on me here. And they're almost disappointed by that. And they find out that there's a straight guy yes. who's comfortable enough in his sexuality uh-huh. to be at a gay bar, and they just jump all over that. So that's that's really fun. I don't know. That's, that's really has no relevance to the story. This no, part. I yeah, but that's a great yeah. opinion. All right, so some, some background. Yeah. So yeah, totally. Uh, I so I would do that with Charlie. I would go to these bars with Charlie, and uh, God, this guy is like so much fun to go out with. Um, he goes out. He goes out hard. Uh, he works as a makeup artist uh, and a hairstylist. And he's worked for, uh, he's like worked on the Kardashians, uh, Sarah Chalk from Scrubs. Uh, he's, he does like a lot of commercials and shows and stuff like that. He's like real AAA makeup artist, hairstylist also, but mostly like uh, makeup is, is his bread and butter. And he makes a good amount of money doing that. He used to work for Penthouse actually. Like he would put makeup on girls' vaginas for, paint, nice. for Penthouse. Wow. Uh, and he would just like go work really hard make all this money and then to blow off steam he would get like super fucking wasted and belligerent blackout a lot of the time uh usually he would steal things like uh, he had like a little kleptomaniac streak when he was drunk uh he's come home with purses before that i've had to like go back to bars to drop off uh there's a girl that i dated almost entirely on the basis that he stole her cell phone from a party okay and that worked out um, so it was like a real wild time going okay. out with this Was guy. he normal? He wasn't klepto when he was sober. No, no. I mean, he's definitely uh, a very passionate guy, a very energetic guy. Um, he thinks very differently from a lot of people. He's small. He's like a very slight dude. He's uh, like, I want to say 5'3", skinny. Right. Um, he uh, doesn't, like, he, he's, he's one of those guys who like can't put on weight. So he's very light. But he's also like very tenacious, you know. Okay. I, mean? um, I said once about him that he's like uh, a little dog who thinks that he's a, uh, a big dog, and then a mutual friend of ours said he's actually he's he's a big dog who thinks that he's a little dog. Which uh, I, by that I think he meant that uh, he thinks he's adorable, but really he's uh, he'll he'll wreck he'll wreck the place. Like okay. Real, who am I thinking of? Marmaduke. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Wait, Marmaduke was a big dog. Mar- right, that's what I'm saying. He is he is a Marmaduke. Okay. As far as his his presence, uh, how's he, how he comes across? Yeah, he okay. uh, he'll uh, he'll get he'll track mud on your sofa. Got it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Literally and figuratively. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so that's uh, I don't know. That's that's Charlie. Um, cool guy. Uh, fun to hang out with, also a bit of a, a basket case, you know, mm. prone to, to binge drinking and benders and stuff like that. Uh, so I lived with Charlie for uh, nine months, and for most of it, it was awesome. You know, every time that uh, we went out drinking, we had a great time. Uh, he uh, gave me a pretty good deal on the rent. Uh, we would just, like, go out, uh, like, 
pass out drunk eating macaroni and cheese. It was like, it was really good times. Um, but he's a makeup artist. And my sister one time um, was graduating college and she wanted to have her uh, makeup done for her senior college ball or whatever, like uh, her graduation dance. And she asked if Charlie could do her makeup. I said, yeah, sure. I'll give, uh, I'll give you his contact information and you guys can meet up. And uh, she comes over on the day of that she's supposed to uh, get her makeup done. And the two of us have lunch and we're talking. She's in a pretty good mood. She's excited to have this real professional makeup artist who's right. worked for the Kardashians. Wait, how old is your sister at this uh, time? She's 21, 22. Oh, she's, okay. She's about to, uh, uh, about to graduate college. Okay. So uh, she's real excited about it. And Charlie's supposed to show up, I think, around noon. And uh, we're, we're sitting there, we're waiting, shooting the shit. Uh, 12 o'clock comes, he's not there. 12.30, 12.45. We're thinking, where is he, where is he? Uh, and about 1 o'clock, he stumbles in with this uh, Puerto Rican girl who went to his... He was doing a, a hairstylist uh, college at the time. So he comes in with this girl, and he is drunk okay. at 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, he has been just like, he, he's gotten a whole lot of little airplane bottles of like peach schnapps or something like that. Uh, and he's just been like shooting them back. Uh, and he is pretty, like, I can't tell how drunk he is, but he's pretty drunk. Okay. And uh, I'm like, all right, you guys take care of the hair and makeup out here. And I'm going to go watch Breaking Bad in the other room. Okay. So wait, wait, wait. I'm going to pause here. Sure. All right. Um, so... When you leave right there and you're yeah. gonna go watch Breaking Bad, yeah, how do you know? Do you are? Is it very clear that he is drunk? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, do you know this Puerto Rican woman? I don't. No. You don't. Never met her. No, never uh, met does her she speak her. English? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. She does. Cool. Um, so you leave her. Yeah. With Charlie. Yeah. Uh, and you know he's drunk. Yeah, I do. But okay. I kn- <laughs> I've seen him do. I've let him cut my hair drunk a bunch of times. Okay. And it sounds like bullshit, but he actually does do a better job when he's a little bit drunk. Okay. So, all right, he's at the point where you're like, I've seen him do good I've work seen at him this do level amazing. right now. Amazing. I've seen him take a girl who looks like garbage. Okay. And she walks out of the apartment looking like a superstar mm-hmm. when he's like uh, three. Uh, tequila's deep. Okay, right? cool. So, so he's got it. You're not worried at all. So yeah, all right, yeah. Cool. So I'm feeling like, oh, good. He's like, he's got a little bit of buzz. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's gonna all be. Right. This is gonna, good this gonna be extra good. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um. So I leave them. The three of them are in the kitchen. Charlie, his assistant, and my sister. Um. And I'm just sort of hanging out, and I hear a knock on the door, and my sister is there, and she said, Charlie. Is missing. We okay. don't know where we don't know where Charlie went. You're in your bedroom. I'm in my bedroom. Okay, oh, right. they're in the living room. So, yeah, no, they're okay. in the they're in the kitchen. Okay, cool. Um, so they come down. They they came down the hall, and my sister's like, I don't I don't know where you. Puerto went. Rican girl and your sister. The Puerto Rican girl is just hanging out in the okay. kitchen. My sister's like, Hey, uh, I don't know where Charlie went. All like right. he was here. He was fluffing my hair. He was telling me I was going to look cunty, mm-hmm. which is which is a good thing right. to look cunty. Oh yeah. Um, and then he just disappeared. And now I can't find him. So, uh, I'm like, all right. And I go into his room and I find him 
in his walk-in closet under a pile of clothes. He has in his walk-in closet just like a pile of jackets and shirts and pants and stuff that's usually like two feet high, and right now it's like two and a half feet high. Okay. It's just a little drunk gay man hiding underneath there. Right. And I dig him out, and I'm like, hey, uh, you got to go do my sister's hair. And he's like, all right, yeah, yeah, yeah. He gives me 20 bucks. He's like, hey, go get me some White Castle hamburgers. So I go down the street. I get him some White Castle hamburgers. I come back, and uh, my sister says, Charlie's missing again. So I go back in, and now he's uh, wedged himself between the bed and the wall, and he's buried himself again underneath clothes. Okay, so he's just like, what he's he goes back to the hair, and then he's like, excuse me, Yeah. then takes off to his room. Yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, okay. he he, uh, he spends a little bit of time fluffing her hair, telling okay. her how uh, fantastic she's going to look, and then disappears. Okay, got it. Uh, so then uh, I come back with the White Castle burgers, and I pull him out, and then all of a sudden he gets really upset, and he starts uh, throwing a tantrum. And it's a little hard to understand, but from what I can gather, he is accusing me of trying to break him up with his boyfriend. Okay. Uh, because he had he'd, he'd fuck some other dude, and uh, at the time I was God, I was my sister was twenty one. I would have been twenty three, and I was definitely a lot more uh, <laughs> idealistic about. A lot of things, including monogamy, okay. which I think now I realize is a lot more difficult and complicated than uh, people make it out to be when you're growing up and they're like teaching you about, oh, yeah, you find the right one and you right. get married and it's all gravy from there and it's just like rainbows and butterflies. Oh, and yeah, 50% of the people fail, but like they didn't know what they were fucking doing. Right. No, it's re- monogamy is really hard, and I don't think I had a real appreciation for that at the time. Okay. And Charlie had been having trouble with his boyfriend and had cheated on him and I had invested myself in the relationship to the point where I was upset about it. And I was you were like, friends with a boyfriend. I was, I was friends with Charlie and I had invested a little bit in the boyfriend. Okay. I'm like, this is not like this is not right, dude. You can't do this. Okay. You should like I'm not gonna like rat on you, but like be cool. Like stick with this dude because he's Okay, gonna, so this was a legitimate accusation to a degree. What? That I was gonna try and break him up with his boyfriend? Yeah, or that you No nah, I mean he had I mean that's where the seed of doubt comes in because I'm not I'm not the kind of person who would uh, to, who would rat somebody out like that Even but it did upset me it did upset me on like a moral level that he had slept with another dude okay and he was your buddy and he's my and buddy you, you don't yeah. want to see and I want to I want to see his relationship go well so yeah. I'm like you gotta set this right mm-hmm. and uh, I think that he got it in his head from me saying that that he's gonna find a way yep. to secretly get a hold of my boyfriend and break us up okay so then this comes out right now when he's right. like full of peach snobs. Is he drinking while he's doing the yeah, hair? Okay, yeah, yeah. Got he's it. got yeah, little yeah. airplane bottles hanging okay, out. Cool. He's, he's, he's got like a, a flask okay, or something. Right. Cool. Uh, and he's just like uh, eating a couple White Castle burgers. And then he starts accusing me and he's yelling. And he's like, you, you're a little. And then at first he's like trying to stop himself. But then he's like, you're trying to ruin my relationship. Mm-hmm. He takes a... Uh, he takes a bowl, a glass bowl, and he uh, he likes he likes to be dramatic, like he likes to mm-hmm. throw th- he likes to throw things. Oh, yeah. Who doesn't like to throw things? I like to smash. Oh my god! Dude. Yeah, my favorite thing to do, like I like like knocking things off the oh, table. Oh yeah, that was is like real fun for me. Okay, you know? like a, yeah. like a dick cat. You definitely like... looked though. Uh, okay, for people listening, yeah. Alicara <laughs> just knocked all of his stuff off the table, but you definitely looked and you were like. 
anything breakable here. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, I yeah, took yeah, a second. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right, okay. because I'm dead clean sober here. But right. I think if I was a little bit drunker and I wanted to make a point, I would probably knock something expensive onto the hard before. Okay, all right, right on. Um, Charlie loves doing this, and especially with glass. Uh, and it was not uncommon during the time that I lived there to be, like, walking back uh, from the shower to my bedroom barefoot and have, once I get to my bed uh, once I get to my bedroom I have to yeah. pick a piece of glass at the bottom of my foot you know just that would he happen. smashes stuff yeah yeah I mean he'll he'll get into a fight with somebody wow. in the hallway and throw a snow globe or a plate Jeez. or a picture frame and just shatter it and he'll clean it up but there's always like one or two oh, yeah, pieces yeah, of glass yeah, so like once a month I would have a piece of glass in my foot that was fine I thought it was funny okay um, I thought it was pretty cute yeah. <laughs> As we were talking earlier, we were talking about uh, being poor and that being cute. It was it was like sort of that sort of like yeah, this charm. cute, cute yeah. grungy charm. Totally. And picking yeah. glass out of your foot in your, yeah. in your Bushwick apartment. Totally get it, yeah. Uh, so he does that. He smashes a plate and uh, cuts his hand open uh, in the process because he like smashes it against the uh-huh. wall. And... <laughs> And then he starts touching my sister's hair. Oh. And he's got a gash in his hand, and she gets blood in her hair, and she freaks out, and she starts, she's crying, and she comes up to me with tears in her eyes. She's like, I'm leaving, and I'm never coming back here again. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, this is, this is bad. This right. Is, this okay. is real bad. All right, wait. I guess my thought is, he's angry. He smashes the plate. Yes. And then at some point, he's like, well, back to doing this right. girl's hair. Right. Got a, he's got a sense of duty <laughs> that is keeping him from just straight up, like, focusing on being mad and has him, like, ADD going back to, hey, I got to do this girl's okay, hair Okay, so he's just like, all right, I'm still mad, but... Yeah. I gotta do this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So all this all right. takes course over the uh, takes place over the course of like an hour and a half, maybe. And he like he's getting a little bit drunker over the the whole thing. He's done nothing to my sister's hair but fluff it, tell her how pretty she's going to be, and then eventually bleed in it. And wow. Uh, and did he do any makeup? Apartment. He did not. No. Okay. No makeup. No hair. He's no just makeup. stalling. Yeah. Yeah. Going to the closet. <laughs> yeah. Going to the closet. At one point, I had to pick him up off of the ground and hold him against the wall and he was being belligerent and like yelling at me accusing right. me of every like I still I can't really make sense of the fact yeah. of what he's trying to accuse me of I figured it out later of what he, that he was trying oh. to say like you're breaking me up you couldn't even put it together you I just knew yeah, he was yeah, angry yeah, fragments I knew he was mad okay. but he was Jeez, pretty man. inarticulate and um, it was one of those moments where it's like do I hit this this drunk guy and try and like sober him up and I was like no it's a friend of mine I just put him back down and um, yeah, I, I let like it that. go. And uh, my sister left crying. Uh, at one point, I think I had to like knock. I had to break the lock to his door. I mean, it was a, it was it was a few years ago to the point where it's a blur, and I don't remember the exact sequence of events. But I know plates were broken, hair was bled in, locks were locks were <laughs> were picked, uh, and he fell asleep eventually underneath a pile of White Castle boxes on the couch. Okay. Um, so your sister, she gets, yeah. uh, all right, do you, does she notice that the hand is bleeding before he goes back into fluff? I know, I think it, I don't know. I don't know what was going through, I don't know what okay. was going through her mind. I just know that there was blood coming out of his hands and, 
into her hair, and she yeah. noticed. And I think maybe she realized because it was splattering on the floor a little bit, okay. and she realized like some blood splatter uh, on right. the floor. Um, God, I forgot. I took like pictures of it too. There's like uh, makeup and scissors scattered all over the floor, like amongst oh, the blood. We'll put it on the website. I'll, I'll see. I'll dig that yeah. out. I'll see if I can find that. I think be I should great. be able to. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, it was. It was dramatic, and I was like trying to see the humor in it. Okay. And then I got a text from my mom. She's like, hey, like I just heard what happened. And I was like, yeah, it's kind of funny, right? And she's like, no, it's not funny at all. Yeah. And just like, she is incensed at me now right. for facilitating the whole situation and trying to see humor in it. So now like, I've got my sister has left crying, and she is never coming back to my apartment again. Uh, my mother is mad uh, at me for being the person who made this happen and also for not treating it with the right gravity. So now I'm starting to get pissed off. Yeah. And I've just been like hiding away in my room. Like Charlie's like, he's got to sober up before anything happens. Uh-huh. And I go into the bathroom and he is passed out. I don't know how he did it because it, he, he had fallen onto this onto the floor with his pants around his ankles as if he were using the toilet backwards, if that makes sense. Or like, um, so, you know, like, picture someone sitting on a toilet with their pants around their ankles, okay. and then they fall over, mm-hmm. right? And they're face down, probably. Got right? it. And their feet are pointing towards the bowl. Okay. He has his feet pointing towards the bowl, but somehow his legs are up on the toilet. All right. Like, he was sitting on the toilet backwards. Okay. Like with his arms on the tank, yeah. and then it fallen off. Got it. And his like his dick is out, and he's asleep on the bathroom floor. And I I like smacked him awake. I'm like, hey, and he's like, ah, oh, you dick. I'm like, I'm a dick. Yeah. Look at look at your literally look at yourself. Uh-huh. You're covered in blood. You're passed out naked on the bathroom floor the wrong way. Right. And I left, and I was just like, all right, like I don't I, let's let's avoid this for now. I was right. full of oh, I was yeah. full of anger cool at this down. point. Yeah. He's he's drunk and full mm-hmm. of anger. I don't I he I don't see him for two weeks. He mm-hmm. goes on vacation for a week, and then for a week, every time he hears my footsteps in the hallway, he hides. He leaves or he goes into his room. Okay, for one week, he avoids you. For two for yeah for yeah, for a week for a week he's gone. For a week he's just dodging me. Okay, and uh, and then I finally catch him in the hallway. I'm like Charlie. His boyfriend is there at the time. So All right, yeah. I was like, can I speak to you for a minute? And he's like, yeah, sure. And I said, come into my room. And uh, I think I started off by saying, like, dude, like, do you have anything do you want to say to me? I think I said, you, I think you owe me an apology. Okay. And he's like, oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. No, you owe me an apology. And I'm like, all right, what are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? And he starts like just running down this list of evidence that I'm the one who's like trying to undermine his relationship and trying to ruin his life. Trying to like now he's not only accusing me, I think, of trying to break him up with his boyfriend, but like other stuff too, trying to like put him down a bad path or like get him fired from his job or something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but he okay. was just like reaching for anything to accuse me of. And I was just like in my mind being like I was open for an apology and instead I'm getting like a, yeah. a talking to and he's stone cold sober now and he's stone cold sober right. now this is okay yeah I mean uh, it turns out that he was blackout drunk from the time that he walked in the door and weeks later the girl the Puerto Rican girl who yeah. had come to the apartment with him told him what happened and he was like oh my god 
I like I I did that, you know. Oh. I did. So he didn't realize what I was trying to get an apology. Ah, uh, so he's coming at you with yeah. the stuff he was mad about. Yeah. He doesn't even realize that he, he actually does owe you. Realize that okay. he bled on my sister. Right. So like I don't. I'm like this is unbelievable, and I take a deep breath, and I look in the eye. I say, Charlie. I just want you to know that if you ever do anything like that again, I will it like I will cold cock you. I am I'll just straight up knock you out if you ever do that again. And I guess he doesn't really know what I'm talking about at right. that point either. And then he said, Oh, is that is that uh is that a is that a threat? I was like, No, no, it's not a threat. It's like, oh, so it's a promise. I was like, All right, that sounds poetic enough to say yes yeah, to. So I was like, Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. So he's like, all right, I think that it's uh, I think that it's better that you move out. And I said, okay, it's my mm-hmm. thirty days notice. And uh, it was a difficult it was a difficult month. Uh, there was a lot of turbulence. There was a lot of back and forth uh, between him figuring out what actually happened, but at the same time, uh, still wanting to be right in the situation and sort of like being empathetic towards me and then being uh, sort of wrathful towards me and. Uh, I was hoping that we would leave on good terms, but when I left, he was still like, he was very mad. Uh, and he like kept a lot of my furniture out of spite. Um, and I was, at that time, I was so happy to get out of that Yeah, the tension. Situation. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I ended up jumping into so many worse living situations right after that. Right. Um, I lived... Uh, I lived I lived in a, a loft apartment with eight other people, and I was robbed of six hundred dollars, my photo ID, and I shared a room with a schizophrenic and stuff like that. Right. But at the time, I'm like, this is the worst. There's no way I could have a worse living situation yeah. than that. And what's crazy about it to me is like to come off of that situation, and um, like have someone hate you so much, and like you you feel like you're mortal enemies with that person, and I. When I, I just came back from New York this week, and I stayed at his place. Like every time I go back to New York now, we're uh-huh. we're at a level of friendship now. Yeah, we're like we've been through hell and back. We've been through we've been through the fire. Yeah, and uh, and now we're tight. You know, now now I crash at his place whenever I go over there. Yeah, uh, if he's having a real uh, difficult emotional problem with relationships mm-hmm. or whatever, he he calls me and he can like cry on my shoulder and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, I can help him out with like handyman stuff and fixing his apartment, and he can give me a haircut. And it's it's like it's all good. Yeah, you know, and that's amazing to me that like such a like I think the first real dramatic confrontation that I had in the real world, you know, outside of the uh, the cushy life of, like, living in the suburbs oh, or yeah. being in the the, uh, the the semi, like, free range, but still fenced-in environment of yeah. college, to actually be there out in New York City and have a roommate, and it's like, there's no safety yeah. net here, and, like, have to, like, almost come to blows, blood on the floor, sister crying, mm-hmm. Uh, giving giving a thirty days notice at a dramatic moment, and then like we've come back from that, and we're we're real tight friends now. So, yeah, I think that it is funny how I don't know I don't know if you feel like this, but I think do you ever I'll have that I'll I'll look at the, I'll see a picture of them on Facebook maybe maybe like when it hasn't been enough time to call yeah like you and Charlie are cool now, but maybe yeah. it's only been. 
say a year okay yeah and then you see them and you instantly just remember the good times yeah you're just like oh that guy charlie that we had some and you just i think your brain naturally tries to filter our filter out the negative experiences you've had with a person yeah i would imagine does, he did the same for you uh, maybe maybe he did the same for me um but i don't think so i think that for me, I definitely remember, I definitely remember the bad times, and there's definitely when I approach him now, it's uh, it's with a little bit of caution because I know um, I know what he's capable of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know totally. what I mean? Like he 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 is he's a big dog who thinks he's a little dog. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Like he uh, he can be he can be a real disastrous force. Uh, he can he can really reap the whirlwind, but. Um, I don't know. I uh, I sort of listen to what he's saying, especially with when he's drunk with uh, with a grain of salt. Yeah. Um, and sort of like try and I, I'm a little bit better at predicting his trajectory now. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And you know you know when to leave. I know when to, you know when to, you got to draw boundaries. You yeah. got to know when to walk away. Yeah. Um, so there's definitely yeah we, can, we have like almost a new level of intimacy, but. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, we're I'm I'm well informed. It's like, uh, like I, I'm a I'm an animal handler, and now I know that that snake is poisonous because yeah. it bit me. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I yeah I've had that where you yeah it is like a level of intimacy. I've I've only had an altercation like that one time, yeah. and it even now thinking about the guy. I still am like, no, I've no one, I've never, he's experienced me scream at him. Yeah. No one's experienced that before. He's brought out like a level of rage. Uh, you know what I mean? He's gotten an emotion from me that no one else has gotten. Yeah. It's a weird experience to have between someone, I don't know, it's just like, he's the only person. Yeah. You know? But Is that really the only time that you've really like lost your shit and, and yelled? I think so. I've been like upset, but I've been pretty uh, level-headed, pragmatic about what I say. But yeah, in this event, it was I was that was pretty much the only time where I looked at myself and I was, I was like, whoa, that like this guy brought that out of me. Yeah. Yeah. But, wow. Yeah. <laughs> And you it, feel no, closer to him because of it? Yeah, in a weird way, man. It was funny. He said something. Uh, he said something on like Facebook to like a post I had, and I was just like, I what did I say? I was like, the only man I've ever hated more than myself. <laughs> How are you, man? Yeah. And he wrote something back like, eh, doing pretty well. Like whatever, blah blah blah. And we were like, and I was like, or next time I'm in town, we should go to yeah. the bar we used to go to yeah and it you know i mean that'll never happen but yeah it's so nice to like getting it all out there too yeah you know there's such oh, a relief um and that story the that story wasn't an actual fight the one that i told but like the actual fight that i had uh the actual the only time i actually got into a fist fight with someone because i hated them as yeah. a person let's so, hear some of that yeah yeah, yeah. Well, i mean it. it's the it's um it's the the story of the story of Ledge. It was the oh. one that I told at the bar. Okay, tell, but it, you want to tell that one? You, if I remember correctly, did you fight Ledge? Yeah. You straight up. Okay. I fought him. Yeah. Okay. Like actually, I mean, I didn't. 
I thought he was asking you to punch him. Yes. Okay. Not go- not as like a fetish, but as, oh, as okay. like he was trying to start, like he was trying to excite me into the fight. You know uh, I mean? He wanted you to throw the first punch. He or wanted something? me to throw the first punch. All right. Yeah. Go for it. Let's hear it. Yeah. All right. So this one is um, this is a guy that I lived with. Uh, I was. This is maybe uh, a year and a half after the whole Charlie thing happened, and uh, I'd been through all these other bad living situations. And I think that my solution to the problem was maybe if I sign a year lease somewhere, I won't have all these like weird, uh, flaky or dangerous situations. If oh, I just totally go in logical. with yeah. a couple like normal dudes yeah. and sign a year lease yeah. and live with them. Everything's gonna be. You great. thought higher of people that sign leases. I think that's what it was. Okay. I think I saw that that like uh, like all right, we're all gonna commit to something together. Yeah. You know, we're almost getting yeah. we're getting married for it's a, year. a mature thing to do. We're getting apartment married. It yeah. is a mature thing to do, and um, I ended up out of desperation at the last minute. Uh, I think it was three days before October. Mm-hmm. I think it was like the end of September, and it was like deadline. I have to get something this weekend. And um, met up with these these other two guys from Craigslist, and signed a lease for an apartment uh, in Bed Stuy, Brooklyn, mm-hmm. uh, right across the street from uh, where Chris Rock grew up. The, yeah, uh, Jay Z, dude. Yeah, Jay Z yeah. as well was over there. Um, <laughs> I signed a lease, and I knew right away that it was a bad idea after the lease signing because we're walking away from the lease signing, and. Uh, the guy, my roommate, uh, turned to me and said, "So, man, what do you think? Uh, what do you think of a real estate agent telling one to fuck the shit out of her, huh?" Ooh. And I was like, "Oh man, this is yeah. this is bad. I have stepped in something, right. and I'm going to be tracking it around for uh, for a year." Yeah. Uh, this guy's name is. Uh, How long after the lease signing did he say those words to you? I don't know. 10 minutes maybe Whew, we're, walking, we're walking away from the building looking for a pizza place yeah. to try and eat something real quick and he says by the way he was, I'm kind it, of a scumbag <laughs> by, by the way yeah alright All right, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pig <laughs> like alright there's more okay. of this I uh yeah like, I, I, I appreciate a good looking woman myself but I'm not gonna yeah. walk away from a real estate agent and be like wanted to put my dick in that right you're a classy uh, guy. Yeah, I got, I got, I have some class. Right. I'm, de- I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm a dirty, grungy Fight Club kind of guy sometimes, but yeah, I think I have enough class not to do what he did right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, his name is Alexander Evans. Okay. If you're out there, uh, I, uh, I still, I still kind of hate you, but uh, I'm gonna bleep <laughs> the name of the guy <laughs> I said. So if you change your mind, let me know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what the legal implications of that is. Wait, but, but this is, he went by ledge. He went, yeah. I think that's an important he, detail. He went by ledge uh, because he wanted to be a gutter punk, and he slept in a loft bed one time. So uh, he got... Jeez, he man. Sort of, he, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that how he... Well, ex- he slept in a loft bed that was, like, sort of high up. He, I don't know. So that's how he explained the nickname? Yeah, he said that the other guys who lived in the loft were like, you're living up on the ledge. 
Oh man, okay. It's just such a lame way to be like, yeah, my name's Ledge because I slept in a particular <laughs> place. Like, well, I mean, like, as far as gutter punk uh, names go, I think I've heard some worse ones. Oh no, I'm. I it's actually a cool name, right? But I think he should just leave out the backstory. Right. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I, I feel kind of bad because he almost wasn't going to go by Ledge when I lived with him. Okay. Because his name is Alexander and my name is Alec. Uh, also Alexander, oh, so I was like, okay. "All right, this is." I say, "If we're gonna live together, one of us is gonna have to na- have okay. a nickname." And he goes, "Well, there are some who call me Ledge." Oh man! And I was like, "All right, well." <laughs> I feel like that's the first sign. Like, <laughs> you that was don't. That was only the second cool, sign. That but... was only the yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, oh, he wants to be addressed as. He uh, so he wants this. to be addressed okay. as Ledge. Yeah, yeah. So he wants to. So you can tell he's got like a little bit of like gutter punk envy. All right. How um, old's this guy? He's, uh, he's my age, so at the time I was 23 or 24? Okay. 24, 25? I don't remember. Like, yeah. Let's say 24. Cool. It's the best number, so we're both the same age. Um, he wants to be a little bit of a gutter punk, but he's not because he sells he sells Amazonian tea, okay. like this Amazonian tea beverage called Runa, okay. and walks around the apartment with a Bluetooth headset uh, talking at the top of his tr- voice trying to sell Amazonian tea okay. to like distributors and stuff yeah. like that. Like, what's going on, brah? How many cases I put you down for this month, huh? Uh, Flying out the shelves. All right, a little bit like that. Okay. You know? uh, he's big, trying to gutter punk out while big he's... bushy beard. All right. He's wearing the 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 hipster glass, like the black plastic with the neon plastic on the sides. Uh, all right. Glasses. Okay. The first month that I lived with him, he bought himself a twelve string guitar. Uh, one time he uh, passed out. Uh, listening, uh, watching a bluegrass documentary at full volume, and it woke me up. Uh, so that was, it was like difficult. He was a little bit like insufferable. Yeah. Just on that, uh, just on that accord. But then on top of that, he was maybe the worst thing about him was just the passive aggression. You know. Mm, okay. And I mean, I'm obviously responsible for it too. It takes two to tango. But we were in this situation where I think maybe the first thing that happened is. Uh, he had a dining room table that he brought, and I leaned my bike up against the dining room table. It's not a great dining room table. It's not really finished with any glossy coat, so I'm like, ah, it'll be fine if I leave my uh, bike leaning here. And I come back out a couple hours later, and my bike is leaning up against the wall. Yeah. And it's got a post-it note on it that says, hey, don't lead your bike up against my table. Thanks. Okay. All right. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, this is this is the game that we're playing right off the bat. Oh, wait, so your response to that isn't, oh, sorry. My response to that was to take the post-it notes, which were mine, <laughs> and write, hey, don't use my post-it notes anymore. Oh. Isn't passive aggression fun? And then put that on its door. Oh, it's a great bit. <laughs> it's a great it's bit. It's so funny, but, but you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he comes out of his room, and he sees it, and he looks at me and goes, yeah, it is. And then... Uh, after that, it was like post oh. no town up in there. Like every single thing that happened, the the thermostat, he's a big like hefty dude, so yeah. he liked it real cold in the apartment. I'm yeah. a skinny dude, so right. I liked it warmer. Uh, that going back and forth. And then there's just like so many other frustrations going on in my life. And I think I was like, I I would, he was he was the, the passive aggressive punching bag that I could actually take stuff out on. Okay. Um, oh, man. So we got, I don't know, a couple times we got close to, like, real arguments, but it always simmered down, and then he'd be like, hey, man, I really want to apologize for losing my cool earlier. And in, in like, on the surface, I was like, alright, dude, that's, that's fine, you're forgiven, but, like, deep down, I was like, no, like, you're mad, 
instead of trying to be polite about it, let's just get this all out on the table. Okay, yeah. And uh, I think we sort of like seesawed back and forth for a while, like disliking each other a lot and then getting along for a while, trying to like, you know, bestow olive branches and break bread together and stuff like that. So we had like a couple communions where we felt good about each other. Yeah. And we were at a place about 11 months into the lease where like, I know I'm not going to live here. And I'm putting up with him, and I kind of am starting to like get a little bit like, all right, I can see where Ledge has some redemption, you know, where he oh, has yeah. a little, yeah, little yeah. value to him. Uh-huh. And um, he brings home some people. Uh, is a, I, I think it was probably like a Thursday night, and I had work the next morning. And my bedroom is right off the living room, and it's double doors very thin double doors and you can like my my roommate my further away roommate picks his nose and I can hear it from my bed right. is how thin these walls are so I can hear him bring people home and I'm like alright I'll be cool and then I hear this girl goes oh my god is this the balcony and open the doors to my bedroom and fling them open oh, and I'm yeah, laying okay. there like half naked half asleep like oh fuck seriously and she's like oh my god I'm so sorry and backs out so I'm like, all right, now I need to get up and say something. Right. So I get up, I go out in the living room, and it's Ledge and this girl and a couple dudes. I'm like, hey, guys, I appreciate that this is like a party space. I appreciate this is New York City, and it's Thursday night, and you want to like, you 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 get into it. That's fine, but just like, please, keep it down. I got work in the morning. Uh-huh. And Ledge is like, yeah, man, totally cool. I respect that, dude. I respect that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I go back into my room. I go to sleep. I wake up an hour later to them fucking on the fire escape like oh my fucking god yeah like she is screaming like like she has been studying porno and watching girls scream like oh yeah stick it in your dick is so big like she wants to be a porn star Uh, okay and just yelling my upstairs neighbor has video on her phone of them fucking on the fire escape i doubt i doubt that i can get Oh you my God. I better. that I could get a hold well, of Well, yeah, we won't. It's a Christian podcast. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh. Um, but, okay, this is the same fire escape yeah. that she had walked out on earlier. No, no, she had walked out. She had walked into my bedroom. Oh. Initially. She thought that was the fire she escape. She thought that my bedroom was a balcony. Oh, that was it. Okay, good. But, okay, we, okay, but yeah. in reality, it's my bedroom. But yes. attached to my bedroom is a fire escape that also attaches. Okay, so she wasn't spatially room. aware enough to realize, or did you? Just... I think that they just wanted to have some Indian summer outdoor doggy style, All right. New York City fire escape sex. Okay, and did and not they care. They did that... not care who uh, they woke up at okay. five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> All right, wait. Okay, so. Then what happens then? Because you're you're obviously awoken. And now what do you do? So uh, I'm like banging on the window, trying to tell them to shut up, and they're like a little bit outside of the view of the windows, so they're just like fucking ignoring me. And I just hear them going at it for a long time, very loud, never lowering their volume the entire time. Okay. And you're trying just, to power through it. I was trying to, I, like, I was trying to, first I was trying to shut them up, and then I was trying to sleep through it, like, pillow over my head. Okay. And I couldn't. And then when they were done, I was just so fuming mad that I just, oh, like, I man. couldn't fall asleep. I fell asleep at 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And I wake up again at around noon, and I'm late for work, 
What time did you have to be there? I was supposed to be there at noon, and I wake up at noon. Okay, got it. Uh, I was working at a bike shop at the Mm -hmm. time. And I come out into the living room. I hear them, like, chittering, chattering. They're so happy, making breakfast, making eggs. And uh, (laughs) I've come out into the living room, and this girl looks at me, and she's smiling, beaming face. She goes, oh, good morning. And I just stare at her. Again, passive aggressively, but, like, staring a hole through her head. Like, I want her to just explode. And immediately she gets up and runs into Ledge's bedroom. Okay. And Ledge is just sort of, like, trying to, like, play it cool. Like, he sees what just happened, but he's like, this is my kitchen, too. You know, I'm cooking right. here. And uh, I'm like, all right. I start getting ready for work. And uh, I see him, like, out there with a with a broom and a dustpan sweeping up. And I go, hey, you're a real piece of shit. He goes, I'm a real piece of shit. I'm like, yeah, you're a real inconsiderate piece of shit. He's like, what are you talking about? I was like, I am late for work right now. You like, you kept me up like fucking on the bat. Like, you know what you fucking did. Okay. And he starts coming back at me like, well, you got to be like responsible for your own shit. This is New York. And I was like, all right, fine, 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 whatever. I walk away, put my jacket on, yeah. grab my bike. And as I'm walking out the door, I get to the door and I'm like, I didn't hurt his feelings enough. So I turn around. And I say, Ledge, you're an oaf and a clown and generally unpleasant to be around. And he was just like, oh, fuck you. It's like, all right, whatever. Maybe that hit home. Maybe it didn't. And I walk out the door and I leave. And then we're just avoiding each other. Mm -hmm. Again, just like every time I hear him in the hallway, I'm in my room. And And then he hears me. We don't want to be in the same room together. Dodging each other for a week. And... Uh, <laughs> about a week later uh, it's like a Sunday night and I'm in my bed and I had had a, a pretty good weekend it had been a rough summer but like I, I had I felt really good that weekend like it felt like oh, a lot of good stuff is on the horizon and I hear him come home and he opens the door loudly and he's like rummaging around in the kitchen I'm like you know what I'll, I'll let this one slide you mm-hmm. know what I mean like I'm in a good mood and then I start hearing him freestyle rapping in the kitchen. I'm like, okay. all right, like it's two o'clock in the morning. By himself? Yeah. Okay. It's freestyle rap. Right. Like I don't, I don't, I gotta, I gotta go out and like tell him to to chill out a little bit. So I open the door. And at this point, you're pretty cool. I'm pretty cool. But but you, I'm you, very, I am so cool. This is maybe okay. the coolest I've been in a long time. But also, your relationship with him is my relationship un- with him is bad. It's still bad. So, I mean, it's still bad. Okay, got but it. we know the both of us know that it's coming to an end. In okay. like three weeks, I'm moving out. Right. He will get a new roommate and can continue to live in bed I will be somewhere completely different. Yes. We could go our separate ways, okay. live our happy lives. But I walk out into the kitchen, and uh, he is uh, shirtless. He's just wearing like jean shorts, uh, bent over in the fridge, fishing out a PBR, and freestyle rapping in the kitchen to himself. I'm not going to try and freestyle rap because I'm okay. super white. Yeah, no, as I, is I he. I already have it. Yeah. But he, he gave it his best try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this a normal behavior? For him? Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, freestyle rapping, I don't know. I, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I guess, I guess, right. I guess it is. I mean, he's drunk. I guess, is he? He's okay. really, he's really drunk. He's not doing he, this. I found out later that he 
had passed out drunk on the train and gone all the way down by accident to Coney Island. Okay. Which is like 45 minutes in the opposite direction. Yeah. And then at the terminal gotten a ticket for public intoxication. Okay. By the cops who found him passed out on the train. And then he had come back still drunk. Okay. And was in our kitchen. And uh, I was like, hey, uh, Ledge, as, uh, could you keep it down, please? As, uh, I got work in the morning. He goes, fuck you, man. I don't have to listen to shit you say. And fuck you. Fuck. I gotta wait three weeks and you'll be gone. And I don't have to deal with your bullshit anymore. I'm right. like, I know. I know. Yeah. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. looking forward to that too. Right. But for right now, let's yeah. just finish this out without incident and just go back to your room. Just like drink some more in silence. Mm-hmm. And he goes, we, we're going to have a tete a tete. Right now, we're gonna have a tete a tete. I was like, I don't want to. I don't want to have a tete. I don't have a tete a tete. Right. I want. I want to go to bed. I want you to go to bed. Yeah. And he's just like, I, from day one, I didn't trust you because I'm like, listen, dude. And this is where all of a sudden I decide, like, oh, I'm gonna get macho about this. Shut up, and go to your room, or I'm gonna kick your ass. And he goes, Oh yeah, yeah. You big tough yeah. guy kick my ass yeah kick my fucking ass and then he walks up to me and he walks up to me and he starts putting his face really like inches from my face and pointing at it pointing at his face yeah punch me in the face motherfucker punch me in the face one good swing Uh, take one good swing I'm just an oaf and a clown an oaf and a clown okay I'm here just clown around for you and entertain you I'm like oh god all right, this is coming back to bite me in the yeah. ass. And I think that at this point, I had been in New York City long enough to learn you need to stand up for yourself. Okay, yeah. And I decided that this is going to be the moment when I get in my first, like, real fucking yeah, yeah, fist yeah. fight. And... uh I don't have to go into too much details about the actual fight because uh, I'm not trying to get in anyone's pants here, but I uh, I dropped one knee and I tackled him and his his head hit the wall and he started bleeding. Okay. And then you're I also sort of, like fighting a clearly yeah just he's a big dude he's like a bear of a man. I mean I'm I'm tall I'm six four right. I think he was about six five okay. but he had like. 80, 100 pounds on me. Got it. So it's a uh, fair fight. And it's not all fat like he's pudgy, but it's like a strong guy. Okay. Uh, and then I decide I'm just going to like, I'm just going to, I used to wrestle in high school, so I just climb on his back and sort of just like stay behind him, stay sort of like, uh, I don't know, riding him around the apartment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of, That's know? good. That's a tactic. Yeah. And he's, uh, he's mad about it because he wanted to box. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. He wanted me to punch him in the face. He's like, stop with all this like choking bullshit you little yeah. faggot yeah just hit me punch me punch me you little faggot I'm like alright so I rear up my hand you're behind I, him I'm behind him I'm right. gonna, I have yeah. him in a, I have him in a uh, rear I have him in a rear naked choke alright and he's on his knees and he's telling me to punch him so I'm like alright just to just to like fulfill this request yeah I bring my hand up and I bring it down on his head on yeah. the, like stupidly on the hardest part of his head and I hit his head with my bottom two knuckles, and that is not what you're supposed to do. You're, if you hit someone in, in the with 
your fist with a closed fist at all, mm -hmm. you need to use the top two knuckles. Okay. Because the bottom two knuckles are fragile. Got it. So I snap my fifth metacarpal. Shh. Which part of the head do you hit? I hit him like up uh, near the crown of the head, Damn. I guess, on the on the right side. Okay. With my right hand. And uh, I, I got a fracture in my fifth metacarpal while doing that. I didn't feel it because the adrenaline at the right. time. But that stopped him. It shut him up for a minute. Okay. And then we're just like stumbling around the apartment we knock knocking over easels and like knocking Here's shit the off fight counters. continues yeah i'm just okay. sort of like Got behind it. him riding him around until right. he gets tired choking him right and eventually he like reaches back and he like pats me on the back he's like all right i'm out i'm out i'm out i'm out so i'm like all right good this is over and i get off of him and he's like bleeding and panting and he's like wiping his face he goes oh man fuck man i gotta say i really respect you man you don't take shit from anybody, and it's like it's really oh, respectable. I'm like, all right, thanks, man. Well, yeah, I appreciate that. I'm laughing. I'm like, I do like I, there's a weight off my shoulders because I've wanted to do that right. for eleven months, but at the same time, it's like this is ridiculous. So we just got into this fight, and now he's like congratulating me on my character. So I'm like, all right, all right, and I like I get a, an ice pack, and I see my hand, and I'm like trying to wipe the blood off the floor, picking up shit that we knocked over, and we're standing in the kitchen just sort of like debriefing a little bit. Just like, I mean, not very coherent because he's drunk as fuck. But then I, uh, he's got blood on his face and I reach up with a washcloth to try and like get the blood off. And he swats my hand away. He's like, hey, fuck, don't fucking touch me. I say, like, hey, man, sorry. So you got some blood on your face so you could here, clean yourself up. He goes, fuck you, man. Fuck you. I'm like, all right. Okay. And then he takes a deep breath and he goes, you know what? I'm kind of getting off on this pain right now. You hit me again, you little faggot. I was like, all right. You're the. Why is he calling you all right. a faggot? I don't, all right. I don't know. All right. But I said, we did this already. I'm good. I'm out. And I go, okay. I go to my bedroom. <laughs> and he's yelling. All right. He's in the, standing in the living room yelling at me. Yeah, it's, not, it's not that hard to. to yeah, you think you're a big brave man fighting a drunk asshole that's what you think come out of here you're a faggot you're a fat and i was like oh god he's calling me faggot and then he goes is that i'm calling i'm calling what i call you faggots because it means you like to fuck men i'm like all right thank you for being extra explicit right. about that this is the same guy who like he had just posted an ad looking for a new roommate who wasn't me and yeah. put lgbt friendly in the description of the roommate that he was looking right, right, right. for and i'm like this is this is too much and uh, I call my, my girlfriend at the time. I'm like, hey, baby, I just got into a fight. Can you come over? Like, come over, take care of me. And she's like, oh, that's so stupid. But all right, I'll come over. Mm -hmm. And he's out there yelling at me. And all of a sudden, I hear, fuck, and a door slams. And I'm like, okay, he's gone. I'm just waiting for my girlfriend to come. And she calls me. She said, hey, I'm outside, but there's a lot of cops out here. I said, cops? She goes, I'm going to go home. And she hangs up and gets back in the cab and goes all the way back to Greenpoint, Brooklyn. Okay. And uh, I'm like, oh, God, like what? what's happening now? Uh -huh. And I hear a knock at the door. And I walk over the door and I look through the peephole and there's cops, a lot of cops, like six cops. And I open the door and they're just in and they semicircle around me and I'm backed up against the counter. All of them, bulletproof vests, guns. One of them steps forward, big, big, muscly dude, and he goes, so, you want to tell us what happened here tonight? I was like, oh, just, you know, some roommate troubles. Uh -huh. I said, what kind of roommate troubles? I said, uh, my, my roommate came home drunk and told me to punch him in the face. 
uh, so you punched him in the face? It's like, yeah, pretty much. You know, <laughs> yeah. And he, he looks at me, takes a deep breath, looks at the other guys, and they do like a little nod. And they're like, all right, we're going to let you off with a warning this time. But if we get called back here again, you're both going downtown. You hear me? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. That's fair. Mm-hmm. So he had gone the cops? Did the, like a neighbor? I've never been completely clear on this. Okay. But from what I understand, Ledge went out onto the street, talked to the cops. Who were out already out there. Yeah. Okay, and I'm cool. not sure if he was like, my roommate beat the shit out of me, or if he was, or or like if he ran up to them looking to tell them, or if they came up to him asking. But he, he was, was belligerent outside. And he was the bloody. reason that they came up, from what I understand. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 I imagine they would... Yeah, okay. yeah. That's... So that was, I mean, more or less how it ended. I had to wake up the next morning and uh, go down to Bellevue Hospital. Right. I had my uh, coworker drive me uh, to Bellevue and had to sit around in the emergency room, have them pop my bones back into place. Uh-huh. Uh, had to get a splint and then a cast and uh, had to suffer through like moving on my own with one hand basically oh, no help because this is in new york city and i'm broke right i can't afford to pay someone to help me move right so i uh i borrowed like my friend's car and just like loaded it up myself and moved myself with a broken hand and uh it was brutal to be disabled at that time but anytime that i think back to that situation that living situation the 11 months and the passive aggressive uh, passive aggression and waking up to his afrobeat finals uh-huh. and uh him never doing his dishes or whatever the fuck he did or didn't do uh and i get mad about it i just tell myself wait a minute you punch that guy in the head and then i just sort of like oh that feels like a lot better like right. i feel like a real feeling of relief and vindication just with the knowledge that yeah. i got into a fist fight with this guy and that he spent the 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 last two weeks of our relationship uh running out of the room when i walked in like a dog who had pissed on the carpet um, so that it like you had these negative feelings because all the stuff he did but at the same yeah. time yeah. it was like that it was positive Having <laughs> the opportunity to punch him in the head, yeah, and then also have him be afraid of you. Oh yeah, in his own apartment. Yeah, yeah. I had my revenge. I felt like a big man at the. I mean, <laughs> at the cost of at the cost of my bones, I guess. Right. And, and uh, kind of being a little bit of a douche myself in the fact that I'm like, yeah, this is this is it. I'm a macho dude. Right. No fight. When you made that turn to say, but, I'm yeah. going to kick your ass. But I think just knowing that there was relief, you know, and that it came to a head and it, it resolved and I came down on what feels like the right side of that altercation. Yeah. And the winning side of that altercation feels feels all right. Yeah, his, I'm sure like his version of the story is a lot different. I've heard part of his version of the story because oh, I heard gosh. him tell it to our other roommate in the kitchen. Yeah, and uh, it, it does make me look like an asshole. And I'm not going to say I'm not an asshole, but shit, it was all right in the end. I think. Yeah, I guess I think when because you came out, you came out of your room and you were very uh, level-headed. Oh, dude, so so calm. Yeah, so you calm, were so calm. exactly, and it was funny because I think what 
Ledge wanted was he wanted you to come out and he wanted to fight you. Yeah. So I think at that point you realized that this altercation isn't going to be solved by me like negotiating like him being quiet or something. This conflict will be resolved by me punching this guy in the head. And it and it yeah. was because ultimately yeah. you could have never you could have never cooled him down by yeah. being like ledge let's just talk yeah you he was like you know you're gonna punch me in the face this is what I want and then you did and he was like man I'm glad you did that and you know what there's a little bit of I get a little bit of enjoyment out of knowing that he had respect for me as well like underneath all his feelings of resentment he did even if he was just like bringing it up as like here's your here's your prize yeah. for beating me but him admitting that he had any sort of respect for me at all was like a nice like oh my my worst enemy sees some value in me that's kind of nice too but that's funny he found the value in you because you got violent with him yeah that yeah. you like lost it and and then got physically yeah i don't know it's just funny he's like man that time you lost your cool and acted like an animal <laughs> that was that i like that side of you yeah which is crazy man Ugh. that's i don't know i think the best i'm on my favorite part of that story uh like i remember the last time you told it was when you tell him that he's a clown and an oaf yeah and generally unpleasant to be around yeah i do think it's funny because people will you know i mean you can call someone whatever um you know any sort of like swear word or any you know but call him, an asshole call yeah, him a piece of shit no one, i mean i came out and i called him a piece of shit right that doesn't Who mean hasn't anything. been called a piece of shit right in their life it's but if you think about right. a word if yes. you if you yeah. walk up to a guy <laughs> yeah. Uh, in rural in, in rural Georgia, and you say you're uh, you're a hick, he's gonna be like, oh, I've heard that a million yeah. times. But if you think for him and, and you call him a rube, he's gonna be running for the dictionary, and he's gonna be remembering that one for a while. Right. You know? Well, I think, yeah, I think he, uh, I think it takes this like, there's just like inflammatory things you yell at someone when you're mad, yeah. and then there are things you say when you don't you don't swear, you just enunciate and you say, look. <laughs> These are your character flaws that I've noticed. <laughs> and it's just these are them. That's why this is this is what's wrong with you. Yeah. It's not like I'm not mad, but I've just noticed that you're I've thought about this. Yes. <laughs> I have stewed on it and here's my articulation yeah. of your problems. Right. It's just and it's funny cuz it's and I'm sure I'm even if he didn't understand the like what those like words meant. Yeah. He was probably like I know I am that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's probably like, he's right. Yeah, you know, I have, I, I've not, I haven't run into him ever, uh, but I have like cocked and loaded in my head. I know what I, I oh, would say. Oh, you to, had to. I, I know what I would say to him if I saw him again. Yeah. Is, uh, oh, hey, Tom's of Maine. How's clown college treating you? Oh, you're Ooh. not. Okay. <laughs> ah, Do boom. You, I feel like, yeah, all right, but I feel <laughs> I feel like I don't know cuz I think that says something about you. Obviously, you don't care about the relationship, but I it says care. something uh, about you where yeah. you're like, 
dude, I've thought about hurting you yeah. in my spare time. Yeah. I've like thought about running into you and then trying to yeah, make yeah. you feel worse. And I, if he's like, but how bad would you feel if you say that? And he's like, oh, what? Uh, what's up, Alec? How you doing, man? I, I think that I think that that would be fun. Like, if he took that insult in a good way, I think I'd be all right. Oh, yeah. and would you mean it kind of in jest, or would you just depend I mean, on a how great, you That's it? a great thing about jokes, isn't it? Is, is it? That, like, yeah. joke insults, is they can go either way, and you can roll with either direction. Yeah. You know? That is, dude, um, that is the But, I, yeah. I mean, I came up with that one, like, within a year of that happening. I, like, I don't, I don't really sit around and stew about it anymore. Right, right, totally. But it is, it is a fun story. Just because, like, oof, it's got everything, right? Yeah, totally. It's, it's got good. the violence. It's got the buildup. It's got sex. It's got sex. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's got loud fire escape bedstein sex. <laughs> you couldn't really blame that girl. No, no. I'm sure he's got a pretty. I'm sure he's got a pretty big dick. She was um, pretty cute too. So. Really? That's yeah. that's the interesting thing because you said he's like. She seemed dumb, but pretty cute. Okay. Most the cute ones. Mm, I, I I uh I go for I go for intelligence. Yeah, as do I. Um, yeah, I don't want to get, I don't want to say anything. It's a safe space. This is a safe space podcast to say yeah. how you feel. But yeah, I know I do too. I'm. I like I like smart girls. Mm-hmm. I, I like girls with uh, baggage, emotional baggage. Yeah. A little bit. Okay. Yeah, I feel that, but a lot of times, just because they have baggage. Yeah doesn't necessarily mean that they're they have like um you like unique opinions and like independent thoughts about things no but i find that i th- uh is that painting upside down oh it's all messed up okay yeah <laughs> I my apartment's disgusting and in, in disarray no i've seen seen way worse yeah um uh, I find that girls who have been through some shit, who have been through uh, adversity, I think just people probably in general oh, who have yeah, been through absolutely. adversity, uh, ha- have a much uh, less sense of entitlement. You know, they're more grounded. Yes. They understand what pain and suffering mm-hmm. is, and they understand that life doesn't just hand you stuff and it's not supposed to. You know, yes. and people who haven't suffered don't really know that like they know maybe from watching movies about hardship yeah it's not the know? same yeah they're like yeah. oh i watched blindside and precious yes and i know what suffering is now no. yes and it's not suffering is suffering is like suffering is real suffering is right like uh i don't know suffering is the death of a loved one suffering is like uh abuse Right. from another human being is is being down on your luck and realizing that there is no safety net and that sometimes there is no one there to save you, you know? The real understanding that this world is right. harsh sometimes. No, yeah, you're totally right. I think, yeah, I think that with people, um, I call it, like, when you meet someone that's been broken... Yeah. You know what I mean? When you meet someone, you're like, oh, you haven't been broken. Yeah. You, like, you aren't grateful for certain things that are awesome. Yeah. And it's like, one day, life is going to break you, and you will be grateful for everything. Every little thing. Oh, my God. 
I didn't, one of the best meals that I ever had was when I, the first time I like ran out my bank account to zero and found a job uh, immediately afterwards was in a kitchen in New York City making $9 an hour. And uh, it was, I was, at the time I was living with Ledge and uh, I had to pay 900 a month for rent almost. And I was making not even 400 a week. Oh, you'd have to work how many hours a week? Uh, it would le- less than 40, usually. Like, I, they would try to give you 40, but they wouldn't always have room for you on the schedule. Okay. And I made do with that. And I made do with it mo- mainly by only eating at work. Yeah. And I remember the first time that I had this gnocchi pasta that they had there that I don't remember if there was, like, duck fat in it, but there's, like, piece of oxtail on top. Mm-hmm. And, oh, there is there was duck fat in it. Oh, my God. But this, like, having having just uh, subsisted, like, lived off of ramen noodles and, and hot dogs uh, alone for the past couple months and then being handed this pasta in this, like, Brooklyn kitchen where they're like, all right, we're going to make this food good. Yeah. And they're like, you have to eat everything in this kitchen if you're going to work here. And they hand you this bowl and they go, eat this. And you eat it and you're like, (laughs) this is the best food. Like, eating and smiling uncontrollably. Yeah. And I would not have been able to appreciate that food to that degree if I hadn't been flat broke and eating sodium full shit for, for months before that. Dude, I gotta give you, I gotta give you this book. Um, yeah. Uh, but it talks kind of what you're saying. There's like a story in it about this guy who he worked on a ship. Yeah. Okay. And uh, it was like fishing. It was like he'd bring up the big like you know nets full of fish. Okay. That was his job, and he was out there for like three months. All right. And he said it was it was terrible. Like it was he would work all day. And he would sleep. He was like sleeping for six hours a day, but he couldn't sleep because his back was throbbing so bad from lifting the fishing nets. Mm. And he said he wanted to die. It was the worst experience of his life, right? Uh, And then he gets off the boat and it was this, he said, everything was amazing. Yeah. Everything, for the rest of his life, he had this sense of gratitude for everything that was given, because any sort of bad circumstance he was in, he was like, I'm not on the fishing boat. Yeah. I'm not, like, yeah, yeah all right, I'm broke, but I'm not on the fishing boat, so everything's pretty good. Fuck. Yeah, it's amazing. It's a gotta, great, it's my favorite book. I'll give it to you, though. I gotta suffer some more, I think. Yeah, no, oh, I, man. yeah, no, I like, I, think I, I know a little bit what pain is like and suffering is like, yeah. but... Oh my God! There's some people in this world who, like, compared to them, I have no idea. No. God, man. Yeah. Got it real good. I live, I live a pretty charmed life. Yeah. I'm so excited! I'm so excited. You'll never appreciate it. it, though. Oh come on! A little bit. No, you will. A the more bit. you suffer, the more you'll appreciate so the good things you have. I'm so happy to be in Cincinnati. I can't yeah. tell you how thrilled I am to be in Cincinnati. Yeah, it's a good place. Out of out of New York City, which is yeah. oh man. You can chill. Place. I can really. It's is it's a relaxing. Yeah. setting I really need to find a job yeah <laughs> but well anyone out there that's hiring Alicaro <laughs> you yeah. can uh, fix a bike yeah I can fix a bike I can I can paint a wall I can walk a dog I can run a construction uh, management yeah. site uh, I you can, could probably I can do. babysit okay great at that you're a male so you just 
you're not gonna get hired, man. Oh, yeah, no, no one babysitting. Trusts you. Yeah, nah, I wouldn't hire a man. I got a baby face a little bit. Nah, dude, if you showed up, I get no. cute. I get cute a lot more than I get hot. You that know? doesn't matter. I feel like if you were like a like a like an Adonis, people it might work in your favor. Yeah. Like a rugged, good-looking man, you'd be like, "Oh man, he's too," you know. Yeah. The cute guy, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. I you taught, think about it. I taught Sunday school for a while is my qualification for that. Oh. I don't think I expect to get any babysitting work. Yeah, and it doesn't pay well either. Babysitting? Uh, it pays better than Jiffy Lube. Depends on the baby. <laughs> Depends on the baby. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you gotta go, right? You're All right. What to time that show. is it? It's seven thirty-seven. I got a big ass clock up there. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably at the road. Alright, well, thanks for coming on, Alec, especially. Yeah, it's a really established podcast, and I know you're trying to get your name out there, so I understand why you did it. Yeah. Purely selfish reasons. <laughs> Do you want to plug any open mics you're going to oh, go fuck, to? I never want to plug an open mic. No, of course not. It's uh, like telling it's like telling someone you want to sleep with to come watch you masturbate yeah. <laughs> that's a bad idea uh i'm doing yeah. i don't know when is this going up i don't know yeah maybe well, in a week if i can get it all figured out oh uh, well if it goes up in less than a week i'm gonna be uh monday the 25th uh a week from the day that we're recording this i'm gonna be at myrtle's punch house nice uh john shrek is running a show down there as he does every month uh and yeah it should be fun it's a real good venue yeah, I've never been. You should check it out. I should. Those punch house is good. Uh, Vincent Holiday also does his, I think, I think the second Monday of every month. Yeah. yeah. I think, he, well, I'll, I'll just stop this, but yeah, go see Alec. Go to Myrtle's Punch. Um, don't come to open mics. <laughs> don't, please. <laughs> <laughs>